unrelegated and surprise, surprise, I'm back with my original mate. What's going on, Jay? I'm back. It's good to be back. How, where yeah. have you been? I have been in a uh, video dungeon, <laughs> <laughs> video making dungeon. Did they lock you in with those lawyers for Atlanta United that 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 get all the green cards? I I could defeat I could defeat lawyers. Uh, I had I had to work. You know, one of my first jobs was actually training lawyers and secretaries in word processing. So I can I've basically it's like the Afghanistan of of uh, of jobs because like you're just. It's coming at you from every angle. You never know when they're gonna, <laughs> when a lawyer's gonna come out and throw a mug at you because he's frustrated because his computer won't work. Or this is very <laughs> interesting. I never knew yeah. that that's what it, that entailed. It, it it builds character. Because honestly, <laughs> if you would have told me that's what you did, I would not have thought of that at all. Like yeah. at all. Yeah, it taught me how to deal with a lot of BS uh, <laughs> oh from people. So so Jay's back. Yep. Thankfully, I've missed you, bud. And we also have a huge guest on our pod tonight, Felipe Cardenas with the Athletic. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank welcome, you for having welcome me. Welcome back. This is like the third time I think you come and hang out with us. I and think every so. time you come, I'm just like, so, it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. It's always good to join the pod, guys. Always happy to be here. Super yeah. fun. We always have a great meal beforehand. Yes. Uh, yes. And I had a, what, triple decker cheese, grilled cheese sandwich. Grilled che- yeah. So four pieces four of bread. Four pieces of bread, three different types of cheeses, and uh, yeah. I couldn't finish it. <laughs> it it <laughs> looked you, delicious. You put a good dent in it. You though. did. You really did. Yeah. yeah. And you had fries with it too. We'll so. see if I make it through the pot without crashing from like you're not sweating. Carb, <laughs> carb <laughs> sugar overdose. What did she call it? Cheese sweats. Uh, yeah. She <laughs> called it cheese sweats. Yeah. Yeah. Our waitress uh, said, uh, "Yeah, uh, gave me the gave me the cheese sweats," and I was like, "I, I don't want that." <laughs> you're already halfway in at that point. Yeah. You should have just too late. kept going. It's too late. Yeah. What did you get, Felipe? I had the again, please. Italian listeners out there, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's arancini or arancini. Ah. It is an app, so it's like a fried risotto ball, pretty much. Yeah. Um, in uh, like marinara and cheese mm-hmm. sauce. It was yeah. very good. Yeah. Highly recommended it here really, at Hudson really Grill. Delicious. You had your hummus, right? I had my hummus, which <laughs> comes with literally an accoutrement of whatever <laughs> you could possibly want to stick hummus on. So I, I enjoy it. I always enjoy it. And uh, Fran... Yeah. Got me a Guinness glass. He knows I don't drink, but it's still <laughs> it's still a cool thing to have a keepsake because it's engraved with nothing's going to stop us now. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah. he got us. He They had a Guinness uh, um, uh, event here where they did, um, ed, is it called etching of glass? Is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah, they etch it. So he, it, he got you yeah. a, a cup that says nothing's going to stop us now, and then he, he got me one that said uh, my new champagne glass. <laughs> And a Guinness, and I la- the last time I was here, with, and he presented me the glass. I literally was like, "All right, you want to put champagne in that?" We need to get and a I champagne a, sponsor for Kelly. I re- really yeah. do. I think, or even a pr- somebody that makes prosecco, whatever. Whatever, you know? it should just be somebody that should do something. Yeah. Um. So a lot has happened recently. Most, uh, most recent, honestly, today. Um, I got home from work a little bit early just to to kind of clean up my house and get ready for us doing this before tonight. coming to the Hudson FC. Uh, coming to the studio, I mean, I had to get <laughs> prepared. Studio and A. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there on my phone. Um, I just got done texting somebody. I was like, oh, I'm just going to check the Twitterverse, and you know, it just so happens that you know, I open my app and then it go and then I get the notification that Darren Eels had tweeted something and. You know, Darren. He only tweets. tweets. He only tweets riddles. Riddles yes. or something that's like when they win an award, right? <laughs> like congratulating right. themselves. When he wins an award. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to you, but yeah, really yeah. to me. Yeah. Pat yes. myself in the back, but but it was this riddle that like I stood there for a couple minutes, being like, I don't understand. When England won the World Cup, and then Jeff, are we signing another ginger? Like. What does this all mean? Did he just drop that in there because he's like, yeah, England's winning the next World Cup? Is that <laughs> why he just dropped it in there with the word World Cup? Like, well, well, I only got 1966 out of that uh, little riddle. You? That's all I got because I, I immediately knew, okay, that was the only time that England lifted the World Cup in their own country on a very controversial goal, if you will, against West Germany. Yeah. Um, the Lorenz thing, I did not know. Here's the thing yeah, about... Pogba was born in the 90s. So that's right. Like, <laughs> it's like, it couldn't have been like... I even counted like every letter in and Jeff Lenoir's name. I'm like, <laughs> plus 1966. No, that can't be it. But again, we I think we knew it was the Florentine Pogba announcement. Yeah. I think what's interesting and, and slightly you know humorous about uh, Atlanta United's announcements lately is that we are we all know they're coming. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's just the way it's been this this transfer window. We knew PT was coming. Worst kept secrets. So yes. yeah. we, we knew Tata was leaving. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, I think 
Frank DeBoer was a big surprise. That was yes, that was a big that was one. The pretty crazy only how they one kept that, that under wraps. Yeah, so but uh, nobody but it, was talking to Frank. So no. <laughs> and, it, and it definitely wasn't like the um, like last year when we had the Nagby announcement. Yeah. Like all of us were like, wait, what? Right. Yeah, that was that, that was, wasn't even anywhere was on our deal. radar. That was yeah. a, one of the first big TAM signings outside of Dwyer. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, I mean Jeff Carlisle, ESPN was the first to report that United was actually mm-hmm. talking to Florentine Pogba, um, and then uh, a and lot he, of us other reporters, like I even talked to League Source, who's like, yeah, it's happened. It's, it's a matter of time, like paperwork, yeah. um, and so yeah, good. It was. I was not surprised. We knew it was coming, but still, always good to get a, a little riddle from so, Mr. Eels. So with the Atlanta United presser today, they uh, they had a couple of um, things, and because they always do that with every uh, announcement they make, they obviously release a statement saying this is who we signed, things like that. There are some uh, comments I want to pull out and read for you guys and get your take on them. Boom. Um, so the first one was uh, Atlanta United today announced that it signed defender Florentine Pogba in a discovery signing. The 28-year-old central defender who most recently played with the Turkish Super League side. I cannot pronounce that name. Do you want to? Not even going to try it. Not even going uh, to try it. We'll join the club pinning the receipt of his international transfer certificate. Genker Berlegi. I, I don't even know if that's what it is. But it, it sounds like a, a ripoff version of a Lamborghini. Like like like, a, like having a Bolex watch. Uh, somebody's going to be listening to this and be like, it's pronounced. But Good. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the the discovery signing bit of that? Of that? I don't understand. Like he he's uh he's sponsored by a Discovery Channel now. Yes. <laughs> so it's a full endorsement. Yeah, we're gonna see him on Discovery Kids now. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. I hope not. I hope not. Teaching him. It would Spanish. be very entertaining. <laughs> Teaching actually. him how to, how to say swear words in Spanish. <laughs> how to cut hair? I don't know. And they're into yeah. the Pogba's are into hairdos and and and, and revealing hair haircuts. Yes, correct. We saw that uh, the digital team put some some hair shots out. Yeah. 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 Already. But that's just an interesting thing that that. Yeah. That, that that's the way that we went about uh, getting. Yeah, why I mean, go I about that, that for a guy that's not on a contract? That's you know. Do you think we did put him on when he was still under contract? That's when we put discovery rights on him. Possibly. He was seen in Atlanta United hat like months ago. Yeah, right. possibly. I mean, again, I, and I've always I always reach out to the Oracle of MLS rules, and that is Paul uh, Tenorio. Tenorio. Mm-hmm. Tenorio, not Ned King too, by the way. <laughs> yes. yes, he's a good player. Um, but yeah, Paul Tenorio of the Athletic is he's the guy that. These are questions for him, um, right. and 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 I won't pretend to know all the. I just the see him like but going into this vast library and <laughs> climbing up on a ladder and be like, "Yes, discovery rights, MLS, uh, <laughs> established 1996." You're and literally like you're rolls a <laughs> thing and blows off dust. <laughs> like literally everything you described just makes me think of Beauty and the Beast when he's just rolling through that library and it's just. Yeah. Is that when he's uh, singing "Be Our Guest"? Is that the one, or is it a different one? That, no, that's yeah. when that's when Bell's in the library. Ah, this is this okay. massive library of just books. I don't know. I only books pay attention when the candlestick started singing. That was funny stuff. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so uh, another quote, obviously, was Carlos on Pogba. He said he's a physical uh, center back who also has the ability to play with his feet. He also brings an immense amount of experience after representing his club and country in various international tournaments, and we expect him to compete. For playing time on our back line. I love how the news release was like, oh, by the way, he's, uh, he has a brother in Manchester somewhere. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> the next thing <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. They, I, get, I, I like that. They want to respect him and not make him feel like it's about his brother. It's right. about him. So, But he is but his he, older but brother. Yeah. Let's just be honest. <laughs> he's used to it. He is <laughs> right? he's Paul Pogba's older brother. Yeah, he's already getting Snapchat sent out before the team. Even, we even knew he signed and stuff. Right, so, right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's. I'll have a reaction to it on The Athletic tomorrow. So if you're listening to this pod, Tomorrow, meaning today, check yeah. check check out the yeah, athletic yeah. soccer. Yeah, Wednesday. Um, yeah. And and yeah, I think from what you can, from Bocanegra's quote, yes, he is a ball playing center back, right? Yeah. And he, his best form was probably two years ago for Saint Etienne in the, in, in the French uh, League One or League Un, as yeah, you know, isn't that how you Ligue say it? Un. Ligue Un. Um, I mean, it's French. It's but, definitely a uh. Yeah. So, so, and DeBoer told, uh, you know, Doug Robertson of the Athletic General Constitution that that was something that was a priority for him to having left-footed center back. Yeah, I mean, we need a center back. back depth. Now, listen, he's not the first coach to do that. I mean, that is a, a, a rare pairing that probably every manager would love to have. It, you know, there aren't a lot of good 
left-footed center backs in the world, and when you can find one, you go and get them. So and also, I feel like take some heat off Breck Shea, where now people are going, huh, about the <laughs> this other signing. Everybody's <laughs> forgot about Breck. Remember right. when Breck first started, was signed? Look what's going on. You yeah, know? like why Breck? Now what's happening? Like, what? Yeah. Now Breck makes a lot of sense now. now yeah, like, no, he's he just does. another guy that's like coming in. He can play. Yeah, yes. he might play in multiple positions. He's, he's versatile. Yeah, he was a DP. He's, he's played pl- in Mexico, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think Pogba is is in my opinion, a wait and see signing. Like it might go, you know, we might look back a year from now and say, wow, what a signing. Like he right. contributed and he came in and, and if we expect this, the, this team to, 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 to play in all the competitions and pl- and try to win them, there's yeah. going to be squad rotation. So he's going to be an important piece of the puzzle, but we don't know yet. We don't know what his fitness level is right now. Um, he's just joining the squad who is ahead of him. Yeah. Um, and, and he, you know, he's coming f- off of, you know, a season of not playing. So I thought he was just brought on to be uh, Asiedu's um, uh, translator. So oh to help God. Asiedu, you know, All understand right, what some of the other guys are saying in Spanish. And, you know. Could be. He did a Q&A together with those two guys, right? Facebook yeah, it was, it was very entertaining. I missed it, yeah. It was extremely entertaining. I, I, I think what gets me with this signing and obviously referring back to the Breck signing and other things that we've had is I feel like our our depth has gone from I mean we already had pretty good depth to begin with but I it's it it's like somebody said um, on the reactions for Atlanta United like it seems like every move that this team's making we just keep getting better and better players it felt like last year <clears throat> we got the USL team sooner than we expected Atlanta uh, United to that was sort of our depth pool right and now were where some contracts were expiring at good times and some other things and we've been able to bring in these uh more veteran pieces at budget yeah uh, Yeah. as a bargain so yeah yeah and i think stockpiling defenders Breck ain't making seven million anymore (laughs) not anymore (laughs) not anymore um but yeah managers that stockpile defenders is is also not new in, in in world soccer uh, especially if you're, if you know you're going to be playing a lot of games, and you might know who your your preferred back three or back four is. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your to your point, Kelly, like we have guys like you know as important as they were and they still are. Like Michael Parker is our captain, you know, the right. Atlanta United's captain, and uh, Jeff Lornowitz, who has played an, an increasingly important role in this squad, both as just a locker room leader and being able to play in the back and in the middle. Those guys can't go. 34 plus games every single game right. and and now Frank DeBoer um, has other options in the back he has you know there's Miles Robinson who showed he can play but yeah. he's a guy that he will only improve if he plays mm-hmm. and so Frank DeBoer will have to move guys around give them minutes so that his most important preferred lineups are fresh when he needs them so expect yeah. Pogba to come in like Bocanegra said in the quote yeah. he's going to compete for playing time and he's not here to replace anyone not yet I think it's I think it's interesting because it, it it just solidifies the fact to me that one rotation is going to happen when you have players like this coming in, and then two that that it's being taken into account the fact that you're going to have to go and play CCL and you're going to have to travel to, to to play those teams, and at the same time you're also going to have to get ready for MLS competition. So it's it's almost like you have a first team, but you have an A and B squad in your first team, and both teams are fully capable of competing at high levels in MLS, but it allows us to still remain, our, still remain consistent on level of play in both competitions. It's going to be very interesting to see how this dynamic where we're a more mature club bringing in more veteran pieces, stacking and building and, and using the, the, the salary cap and working it uh, to the best of our ability. But then secondarily is everyone's all pumped up about Frank DeBoer because of youth working with the youth and more youth playing time. And I'm starting to look and see, well, where th- I don't know where these youth are going to slot in. Uh, no, no, it's not automatic. And that's the thing. I think initially when it came on, I'm like, well, now we got a Breck Shea. Now we got a Pogba. You know, um, maybe an Asiadu gets featured in an uh, Open Cup or something like that. But that's, you know, I don't know. You know, I think f- for young players like George Bello and, and, and the draft picks, when they know that they that they are playing for a coach that will give them an opportunity that you know they they will they'll excel and and they'll they'll lift their game and and they'll, they're going to be thinking like I could play tomorrow. I think under Tata Martino, it wasn't that he didn't rate the the younger players. I think he knew and he was very open with us. He would say you know he would tell us in media scrums that you know guys like Carlton and Billo had all the talent that, that that that's why they were out here you know training with us, meaning the first team, but they were still behind. Now a year in a teenager's life 
you can change a lot. You can be, you can grow mentally, you can you grow can physically. You can grow physically in just a matter of a month. Yeah, yeah. And if you're, I still stand by that Bello did put on a little bit of muscle. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, hundred percent he did. He's growing. He's a kid. Right. So. And if you're training in the environment that that they are at Atlanta United with, like you know, elite players for for MLS uh, and the, the, some of the best facilities, the training ground, the tactics and the strategies, you're you're the, all continually the best hot tubs. You're, yeah. you're going to get better. <laughs> so it's a matter of time before they play. But it's not just like an automatic get in there because Frank DeBoer is here. But the, the the opportunities are increased, no doubt. Yeah. 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 And so this is. Uh, yeah, it just it just reminds me of just how the front office has sort of seen a, a direction that they that they wanted to go in from the very beginning, and it feels like each move that they make is it's new and it's and it's moving us forward, but it also s- always seems like it's always been part of the plan. And and one of the things I do want to bring about with that always part of the plan is this Miggy uh, final. It's final that he's at Newcastle for a record amount of money, twenty seven. Uh, million, I allegedly. think. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> 27 million. Could be, could be 19 million baked in 8 million and Correct. <laughs> Correct. extras. <laughs> Correct. Um, and one of the reasons I bring this up, but I know that it's been um, hit on and pressed and by so many um, news outlets, is that we haven't really talked about it uh, on this pod, um, because the last time that we recorded, we were saying, <laughs> is it going to happen? Um, is this, I mean, because the transfer window closed last Thursday. So, I mean, it's, it's new, but at the same time, it's not. Um, one of the things that is new, however, is the commentary that's been coming out from Daniel Campos, uh, Miguel's. Is it Campo? Is it Campo or Campos? I think it's Campo. I think it's Daniel Campos. Okay. Maybe his Twitter doesn't have the S. Yeah. Maybe that threw me off. Um, but he's, he's he's said a lot of things which sort of, for an Atlanta United supporter, took us off guard because we always assumed the relationship between Miggy and the club and, and him being sold by the club was an amicable one. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the quotes that came out didn't shine a light in that in that regard. Yeah, so to back up for a second, right, if you didn't know, Daniel Campo is Miguel Amron's agent. And uh, he has a few uh, other players on his uh, bill that you've never heard of. Uh, uh, went to a uh, relatively new Paraguayan radio station and uh, decided to start shedding some light, he felt, on the transfer and uh, bemoaning some of the ways things were handled. And It is Campo, by the way. It is Campo. It is Campo. No S. No S. Oh, okay. So I'm back, I'm baby. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong. Always I'm wrong. season for him. Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. It's all that training and it I've been doing. Um, <laughs> and the, he contradicted himself a couple times on some of the things he was complaining about. And uh, that was all one thing, you know, where he's airing some dirty laundry. And uh, that's fine. Agents do weird stuff. They come out. They can be unprofessional. They say things. They have an, a motive or a, a reason. I couldn't figure out what the reason was, though, because he threw – sort of any strategy I thought he might have had on coming out at the end by putting the spotlight right back on Miguel Almiron and saying, but Miguel will tell you about this later when the time is right. And that just puts all those, like, basically, okay, now this is all off me. Now it's on, on my client. Right, I'm uh, and, right. And, and, uh, and, and people will be, you know, waiting for him to come out. I mean, I don't think he's going to come out and say jack shit. But, no, I um, mean. I think it's just a bunch of hot air. Right. Yeah. Correct. Um, I mean, agents talk like before I get into that quickly, just a quick rebuttal on mm-hmm. what Kelly said about Pogba real fast, like how it, it's true. Like he's an international signing. It, it, there are a lot of things on paper that make sense. Right. I would say it, at the same time, it is slightly it is kind of an uncharacteristic signing, in my opinion, for the club and where they're going culturally, and, and culturally yeah. and and his age and where he's coming from and when the last time he played and and what his purpose and long-term future is for the club. Now I'm going to get into that for in my column for the athletic soccer tomorrow. So check that out. But I I think that's important to know. Like MLS is, is so it's, you don't know how a player is going to be until we see them perform. Even, I mean, even PT Martinez, who we know is next level, he still has to play in MLS. He's still has to play a game, still has to play an entire season and and we need to see how he does. Like Pogba is for me a wait and see signing. So that's my last thing on Pogba. Campo, yeah, he just agents like to talk, and some talk less than others. And I think he, you know, the only thing that I know about Miguel in this 
situation is that he wanted to leave. And not in a, I can't wait to get out of here. But he was very open. We all know that he wanted to he was play in Europe. He was ready. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He, he probably could have, you know, obviously he could have gone to Europe before he came to Atlanta United. Like, that's why his signing is so different from the other signings. Like, he, he really did choose MLS when he probably could have gone somewhere else. And that's why I don't buy this. Else. What's another few weeks after two years and getting your promise? You know what I mean? Like, that's that oh. sort of stuff, like, to me... That's the that's how business transactions just go down with transfers now is yeah. and if if that's something I'm not I don't have a problem with him being irked or even Miggy being frustrated by the process yeah. or whatever but it shouldn't be to the level I mean the way he came out was like we were stabbing him in the back you know no, like I, I taking money out of his pocket you know well, <laughs> I mean if that's how he maybe felt, he didn't fine, get but, the fee he wanted but yeah. regardless even though that might not be the best approach to go out and, and go on air and you know kind of like air inside information or dealings of the, that happened in the negotiation, some of it is is true. Like it was not probably not a very easy negotiation. There are no. a lot of things that you know, Daniels give him credit. Like he had a plan, he stuck to it. He got a lot of he criticism was, he, for he, a couple weeks up leading up. Yeah, just sell sure. him, just, just lower the fee. You and, know? and and obviously there were probably takers, right? Um, but it was a very important transaction for the Symbolic, team, really. the league. It was more than the, the money. Player, yeah, the future. Everybody was watching. You know, yeah. So, so maybe Daniel Campo wasn't seeing it that way. He had his, you know, his client's best interest. You know, he was part of the quotes. theater, but and yeah. he, he, he obviously did not recognize his part to play. He felt right. that he got uh, shafted on his part. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had his horse blinders on. He saw <laughs> he saw what he needed to see with his with his client. And what he needed to get out he of. He said there the was a four million dollar. We, we saw reports that there were potentially, and it could be totally bogus, but that there was a f, you know fighting over a four million dollar fee, and then that, that just magically went away, right. uh, and then suddenly the deal a week later was done after he's apparently going to Italy. So I mean, um, it, he played. Hey, listen, if at the end of the day, if uh, he got his client a move. Right to England. Yeah. So I'm like, part of me was like, at first I was like, is he grandstanding for his other clients to say? I'll fight for you. You know what I mean? Possibly. We, prob- then, we probably then, won't be seeing any other. But then it was thrown out the window. Yeah. We, like, back to Miggy. <laughs> we probably won't be seeing any other Atlanta United players move to Newcastle United. <laughs> yeah. I think we can guarantee that. But, I mean, the PT Martinez negotiations and transfers seem to have gone very smoothly. It was right. it was done and dusted months ago. And, and that's how world football is. Like, clubs maintain and, like, establish relationships. There are famous relationships in world football. Real Madrid and Juventus have one. Um Maybe there has been one established between Atlanta United and River Plate where they, they know how they do business, they understand each other, they have the same priorities. Oh, so now, you're talking about trust. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Newcastle was, I, I think we can all agree, like notoriously frugal. They haven't spent a lot of money in a long time. It's not something that they do every transfer window. Right. So there's, there were just a lot of factors that made this negotiation probably less than simple. Yeah. yeah. Things happen. It's complicated, and it's a January transfer window with a team that's about to get relegated and an owner who is uh, fiscally. Well, we're gonna hope they don't get relegated. That's that's yeah. the that's the hope. Um, that's yeah, I'm sure there's money there. in Miggy's pocket if they don't. So well, uh, either way, um, five year contract. By the way, yeah. five years. What is Daniel Campo thinking? <laughs> Getting a five year contract. I mean, uh, that's interesting. You know, with Newcastle, that is weird. But anyways, <laughs> that just the, popped in my head. Uh, like, that's a long time, and he had one with us too for five years, which was interesting. Yeah. It's a little strange yeah, since and, we and promised him he was going to leave anyways. And Miguel got five, or Joseph got five years too. Yeah. Well, Joseph, I understand. He earned. It. <laughs> yeah. He earned it. Yeah. We can give Joseph a lifetime contract. It doesn't matter. We'll yeah, just him give him a statue and get his bloody name on that freaking golden boot already. Gosh, right? <laughs> what the? F- um, but <laughs> the paperwork is done with Miguel to Newcastle, um, and his actually visa paperwork is also done. So the first game that and Campos we- got receipts. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first game we could possibly see him uh, play in is this upcoming Monday on the 11th uh, against Wolves at 3 p.m. Guys, you your have squad, Kelly. You have <laughs> to join us. Um, and this is a good uh, – we, 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 we need to talk about this. So uh, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, obviously uh, Jessica ha- is uh, now part of the team. We announced that yes. uh, a little while ago. And yes, so her and Kelly will be doing a biweekly podcast. And we'll talk about at the end of the show some of the some of the things we have coming up that we can kind of hint at, um, mm-hmm. and some of it's the changes. A lot of good things, yeah. But Jessica, uh, welcome, and she will join us on Monday. We will be here at Hudson FC at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. on the 11th to catch the Newcastle Wolves game and to see hopefully 
uh, Miggy's coming out party for Crossing Newcastle. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, they have um, uh, Rowdy and Proud and cans and a bunch of other uh, drinks and yeah. specials that will be going on. And Fran's going to come in his Wolves jersey. He's and prepared. And there will be... Spaghetti, spaghetti grilled, grilled cheese, cheese sandwiches. sandwiches. It's been confirmed. Okay. <laughs> so I was gonna ask that. If you've been, been no, if you keep confirmed. if you keep missing the boat on that, you're not there on the right day and you just you you know, you hear about it, you gotta make it down. There's no excuse now. No you know, excuse. Take work off. Take half day. Take a half day. You know? I don't even take yeah. a half day. I mean and, just take uh, the whole day off. <laughs> yeah, just start drinking at eight. Prepare be fine. prepare yourself. Uh, and then you can sober up on those grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> uh, yeah, so come join us on Monday, and it'll be a blast. And we'll be uh, and then ho- hopefully we get to see Maggie play. And we'll be doing so. uh, some stuff with Elaine on Fan TV as well. So yeah, uh, on Monday uh, they're they're coming down, and Devin and AJ and some of the other squad. So uh, very cool, very cool stuff. It'll be a really big family party. Yeah. of just Atlanta United. It's kind of our big first thing, you know. Like it's funny how Miggy's kind of kicked off this. Coming yeah. together, <laughs> Come for, together. New, for Newcastle of all right teams now. that I never thought I'd be over Miggy rushing to the pub to watch a Newcastle match. Right, right. <laughs> so should be fun. Well, we have heard that. No, never, <laughs> never. Yeah, yeah. So this also brings up uh, topics which um, somebody at this table is very highly uh, knowledgeable about. Uh, transfers and transfer rumors and more particularly the one rumor um, out of most of them that were done in this silly season that really hit fans hard was this whole idea that we could be losing LGP to Boca. Um, would you, I, I know you released an article mm-hmm. about that, uh, about, you know, what LGP, like his transfer rumor with Boca means for Atlanta United right. uh, from the athletic. It was a great article. And I just wanted to see if you want to touch a little bit about it. I'm actually going to say, we should leave that as a tease. So I think we should take a break, ah, okay. come back, and let Felipe dig into the good stuff. Jay? Yeah. I've been sitting here waiting for to ask this question the back, entire just, time, and you're just like just cutting me off. Yeah. So. My God. <laughs> so stay tuned, guys. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, guys. What's up, everyone? As you know, we are huge Atlanta Beer Bus fans. Oh, my God. We are the hugest fans. And you may know because we've given you offers in the past, and now we've got a new offer for you. You guys are going to be blown away. If you don't know, Atlanta Beer Bus is Atlanta's only hop-on and hop-off brewery shuttle service. Yeah, and you can ride between seven breweries, one cidery, and a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15 a day. But, guys, Fridays are now happy hour. You can now ride for $10 on Fridays. You've got to be kidding me. $10? Yeah, so what are you guys doing? Why are you going? Why are you taking expensive lift rides or Uber to, to, yeah, to breweries? Yeah, or having to try to find them on a map or ways. Yeah. I mean, don't do that. Or trying to designate a friend as a designated driver and punishing him Oh, my or God, her. those conversations, they're <laughs> awful. Those are awful conversations. Someone's always grabbing the short straw. Well, I mean, really, it's most likely. <laughs> Plus, guys, as Kelly's, fav- as Kelly's favorite, you beer get... Nerds! You get beer nerds! You get beer nerds! You get beer nerds, guys. That means you get somebody that's going to tell you all about the brewery, all about what's new before you even get there so you don't have to get off and then pause and wait for somebody to give you a tour and all of that. It's all done on the shuttle ahead of time. They're nerds that love beer. How could you not like them? Plus the drivers, they got great taste in music I hear. Yeah, oh, perfect taste in music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe bring your own mixtape. I don't think they have have cassette tape players. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) But listen, guys, unrelegated listeners now get 20% off daily passes with the promo code UNREL. That's U-N-R-E-L. And the reason that's cool is because they can now be used on any weekend route. Any, any weekend route. That means Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And because Fridays, like Jay said, are now happy hour, that means unrelegated listeners can ride the bus on a Friday for just $8. Now listen, the offer is limited to one person per weekend and cannot be combined with other offers, but that doesn't matter because you only need one day to get through these breweries, you only guys. Need one. And you know what? If you want any more kind of cool tidbits and other facts about them, you can follow them at ATL Beer Bus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can visit them at AtlantaBeerBus.com for full details as the daily routes may change on occasion. So go there, check it out, see what the routes look like, and then go ahead and use your code. Atlanta Beer Bus, people. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. And we're back. We are back. Now I want another question. So I'll reframe. I'll, I'll rephrase. We hopped in our time re-asked. machine and we're back. We asked my question. Um, obviously, reports came out that Boca Juniors uh, is looking to strengthen their back line. And one of their, their top uh, wants uh, were, was LGP. Yep. And I know that um, it was reported that, you know, Boca sent an offer to Atlanta United. Atlanta United turned it down. And Frank DeBoer basically said that he's 
irreplaceable. Like you're not taking right. him. Untransferable. Untransferable. Correct. Was the, <laughs> I've was never the, heard that before. Um, <laughs> and and I know that you wrote an entire article uh, at the Athletic about what this sort of means. Do you want right. to go ahead and? and yeah, I, I mean, first of all, it's funny because you're like, I've never heard that term, and like in in South America, it's it's it is used a lot. It's he it's, might as well just said nine. <laughs> <laughs> in that's, South America, that's German. You know, I know it's, it's close enough. There are you know intransferible, which is like yeah, like you're untouchable. But like any negotiation, it, it, that's just right now. Like they, he, you know, Boca Juniors was warned away once. Uh, that does not mean they won't come back and and test Atlanta United's commitment to. Possibly their, you know, their best defender, and, yeah. and, and there's and always a number. There's always a number, and so, what do I think about that? Like personally, when I look at LGP and and how he arrived to the league, you know, he, and I talk about it in the article, he bounced around a little bit after leaving River Plate. He didn't have a great ending at his at his, you know, childhood club, which is River Plate. He bounced around. He's always been a good player and, and a solid defender, and he came to MLS. He's performed. Uh, I, I think you can say he was inconsistent at the, at the beginning, but who wasn't for on this team in, right. you know, in the first year? Um, he's gradually gotten very, you know, much better. He's become a, a leader in the locker room. He's committed to what the culture uh, of the club is, and the and the, the, the you know tactically what the ideas are for this club. Um, and and now, little things like learning English have have made him even more important and slightly more indispensable for this club when they're as they're going through a cultural change with with Frank DeBoer. So that's one piece, but I think from a performance standpoint, he's played his way back to being considered a target for the top leagues in Argentina, which is no laughing matter. I mean, which is also interesting because when you talk to and this I mean, you, uh, I guess we could take it with a grain of salt when you talk to fans, there's different perspectives than an, an analyst or whatever, but you know, when you talk to River Plate fans about LGP, they go, Psh, he was the worst defender we've ever had. Yep. Worst to get him out. You know, they're glad to have gotten rid of him. And, you know, I'm sure people, team players go through peaks and valleys, but it's hard to believe, <laughs> looking it at him is. now, it is. And that he was the, their worst center back in the history of River Plate. And he wasn't, but he, <laughs> you know, timing and, and professional sports there could have been is big, everything. I don't know, know if yeah. there were big moments that people there remember. Some, there were some big moments that were unfortunate yeah. for him. Like, yeah. he had some pretty bad performances. Yeah. At the end of a season where he, the team could not afford a bad performance by a defender, and right. they lost games, they lost points, which is so um, interesting because we just had, we literally just had that same scenario with him going up to uh, place uh, play the New York Red Bulls uh, for the Eastern Co- Championship, and he was flawless. Right. So it's I'm sorry, continue, no, but, but like it's, it's that that's that's all part of the his story because he was. Essentially, you know, one of he's crawled out of the basement. One man. of other players yeah. that were scapegoated at the end of I think it was 2013, 2014 at River Plate, um, and yes, he has come to MLS and shown his quality and, and shown that he can not only play here for a very long time, but possibly go back to the one of the biggest clubs in Argentina, regardless of the fact and that it's it also, a rival, and I play mean, at the highest we level. We know that he regrets not winning anything. You know that he talks about it, right? About well, he with River Plate, and so he, I'm sure he'd love to go to Boca and win yeah. some, win some trophies. You know, I think it's interesting <laughs> because he he's a River Plate, but that's fan. his club. It's his club, yeah. and it was hard. You know, he he told me that it was difficult. You know, he wanted to be part of this this moment for River Plate, which was which today is one of their most successful moments in their history. So that says a lot. This is a very uh, historically rich club that's won a lot of championships. And right now, what they just completed under Gajardo um, has been unprecedented. And a player like Leandro gonzalez Pires missed out on it. And uh, so, yeah, I think that probably stings. And there probably is a notion that, like, I would love to go back. And I'm paraphrasing. Like, he would probably love to go back to Argentina and show, you know, that league, the Super League in Argentina, the managers that may have, you know, dissed him when he left, that he can still play. And so that's important that the manager that wants him knows him very well he has he has handpicked him several times um during his career in argentina so that's gustavo alfaro alfaro who's now who replaced guillermo bartos at at river at boca juniors and i think he'll come back for him i think this summer is going to be a big one for for atlanta united and and their commitment to possibly you know their their best defender it's gonna be very interesting because uh you know atlanta's sitting there watching what just happened with toronto and giovinco and acosta and the mess that that, you know and when you leave it to the last minute 
uh, or just look at Arsenal. <laughs> the, the disaster of constantly selling players for less than what they picked them up for uh, and letting them go out on free and all that stuff. But if he's on his last year, he could technically pick up a, um, a pre-contract in the summer if he wanted to. Right. And if he, we don't nip him in, in the bud and or just use that as leverage to then get even more. Exactly. And we want to keep him in TAM space, right? Correct. So he could still make a lot of money here, but it's going to be a lot of... Um, they're looking at their books right now and trying to figure out how they're going to yeah, do this, I bet. And, so. and I think what's, to Kelly's point, why is this a story? Because, yeah, there's always a number. Correct. And maybe he has a number. Um, but I think for him, there there are just other factors. Like, he, he he probably wants to stay here. Let's be honest. He he's he, he loves this club. He loves this city. Daughter's American. His daughter was born here. He's told me on several occasions that, like, no, we don't have these you know, plans to raise her in Argentina. She has everything that she ha- that she wants here and that she'll it's have. It's very it, safe, very it's comfortable. safe, education. Um, but, you know, he has other objectives. Like, he truly does want to play for the national team. Right. And yeah. he knows that no player has ever come out of MLS and played for the national team, ever. Yeah. Okay, right. so um, they you, could give him a number. He might be the first. PT's probably going to be the first. This is, this is a, um, uh, kind of where I was going. Do you think that that could possibly... Because PT is now on the team and they're both going to be playing together, they're going to ha- he's going to have eyes on him that necessarily weren't gravi- gravitating towards him in, to begin with. Yes. So, yeah, when when PT was announced, um, that was one of my angles in in, the, in an article for the Athletic Soccer is that which is also a, a great article. A, a also player <laughs> about PT who people were like, "Why are you in MLS? Like, how can you possibly go to America?" Well, he's already played for the national team. He's in the pool. Um, in, in a moment where that that national team is is changing, they they're you know guys that have been playing together for ten years will not be playing much longer, and yeah. So if they continue to scout PT Martinez, if the Argentina national team still thinks that he's important to them for the Copa America and World Cup qualifying, by default, you know they may start looking at LGP. Um, but he, that's a risk that we don't know if he's willing to take right, right now. It's very uh, one of the things that was kind of cool is. Of course, you still – what everybody talks about when a player comes from South America is just the heat that they get for coming to MLS. And even now, after what we've done, most people are still in South America unaware of Atlanta United. Maybe now they are. But, you know, when Miguel Almiron, that was – you know, wasn't as big of a deal and uh, or LGP, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and for as much uh, of that banter that still exists about, you know, this isn't a league they should be going straight to Europe, I had more people in my DMs from Argentina – like basically saying, "Hey, we're following Atlanta United now. We're happy for him. We we see what's going on there. This is a good place for him. Keep me abreast of what's you know like basically right. hit right. me up like w- once or twice a week going like or give me inside scoops on things you know right. And so that didn't happen before either. So as much as we see the negative, I'm starting to see a, a growth of people becoming intrigued and saying you know okay uh, this isn't black and white you know no. And I think a transfer like PTs is big for. And it, uh, where, where it's coming yeah. from, and, and, and I think you know, Atlanta United is making the right moves where they are becoming relevant in markets that are important to them. And in, in soccer markets in South America that are rabid and, and culturally rich with history of, of just you know big clubs and big tournaments and big players. And so I think for, for PT, the difference between PT Martinez and LGP is like, I'm sure there are River Plate fans that are like, yeah, you can take LGP. And there are probably other River Plate fans who are like, oh, good for him. He's doing great. Good for him. He's he's improved regardless. For PT, it was like... He was so, a legend. Some were like, oh, my God, how could you possibly go to MLS? Others are just, yes, because he became iconic at that club. It's almost like they're just there's a nostalgia of watching him leave. He could have gone anywhere. He, he could have gone to Juventus or Real Madrid, and they still would have been sad. Now... To your point about the DMs that you receive, I think, yes, they, they noticed that, well, he's going to this club that is moving the needle. Is, right. it, that's, that seems different. They that see it's an outlier from... So, so, yeah. so in, MLS, a, in, yeah. a, in a regards to through the future, could it be something like, yes, MLS is still going to take years to, to gain respect from uh, from uh, fans in Argentina? It's or taking just years for Americans to get yeah. it. That's the other thing, is we act like it's not our, in our own country. Right. <laughs> no, for sure. I'm just... We're specifically talking about Argentina, right? right no, now, I know. But it could it be something that further down the road that uh, Atlanta United is seen as being the the best club. I mean, obviously, the best club of MLS, and that it, 
necessarily if you've got Argentina, Argentinian players that are playing for Atlanta United that it wouldn't be deemed as despicable. Yes, it's it's not like this big drop in quality, and right. and, and that's the that's that's the wrinkle about LGP is that all of a sudden his his former manager and even just in Argentina in general that the fact that they're talking about him on you know they have talk shows dedicated to transfer rumors and right. and, and soccer right in Argentina, his name came up often, and I think what that shows is that they are realizing that hey, these players are leaving Argentina, they're going to MLS in this case Atlanta United, and they're actually getting better. They can come back here and and strengthen our teams. They can strengthen the biggest clubs in Argentina that are playing for inter, inter you know intercontinental and international tournaments. So right. So yeah, it is a big deal. And and I think the fact that Atlanta United is that club uh, that previously just had Tata Martino a, as their manager, um, you know that that relevance is continuing to to become more important as. As long as this club is successful and continues Other to be successful, just going to have to buy a team in Argentina <laughs> at this point. I mean, you might have to. You might have to. We, we keep saying this in club. Argentina and in, in Europe and and in La Liga. I mean, like, where he's just going to buy a team in every. Yeah, we'll get we'll get our free transfers like Red Bulls. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's funny. You know, we talk about the quality of MLS, and and in this case, Miguel Amor. And I remember when he was injured, I believe it was towards the end of the season yep. for a Chicago match, Chicago Fire here in Atlanta. And that was a weekend where there were a lot of international press, you know, specifically from Colombia and Argentina, um, here in Atlanta and, and hosted by MLS and they were taken around the facilities and they spoke to Tata. Tata still hadn't revealed that he was going to, to Argentina, Mexico, so that was a big topic for them. But I got I, I met I remember because he had other videos that came out yeah. Where he was sitting around a table right. with other... And they were just grilling him, yeah. like, are you going to Mexico? And he was like, I don't know. Yeah, separate from the press conference. <laughs> yeah, separate like, from the press conference, yeah. He's like, I don't know, am I? So, yeah. But these journalists, um, and they're top journalists from Colombia, from Argentina, like, I, when I met them um, in, the, in the press box for that Chicago match, um, of course they were, you know, impressed with, you know, the facilities and, and the, the, the business model and the project of Atlanta United. Um, and, and, and it helps pl- that they all come in with low expectations. <laughs> they did have yes, low expectations. Now, so. that game, Miguel did not play. And the two journalists that I met from, from Colombia's biggest newspaper at Tiempo were like, yeah, you know, the quality, you know, not there yet. Uh, but, you know, good for MLS. They're, 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 they're going places. They're, they're, they'll get there soon. Heading in the right path. Heading in the right <laughs> path. So, yeah, there, it's not this consensus that all of a sudden – MLS is back or MLS is at that level um, because a Miguel Almiron is sold to Newcastle. But those are, these are big moments for the league that down the road. And they also know at the end of the day, it's a salary cap league. So I mean, at the end of the day, the skepticism is always going to be there for any, any uh, single entity league like this. You know, uh, we'd be knocking the socks off of, you know, everybody, one or two MLS teams, but there's always going to be people going, yeah, but you know, yeah, and, and you're, you're, are you get, hitting a ceiling? You know, you still have salary cap. You still can't right. you know, and, do certain And Atlanta things. United now, they're going to play international tournaments. They're going to play CONCACAF. Like, yeah. all these, all these all opportunities. No <laughs> <Yeah>. Correct. <laughs> but it's just opportunities for them to, to once again be in, in a different spotlight, if you will, and perform and, and change minds and, and prove that this team, you know, wants to be serious and not only in their hemisphere, but globally eventually. Yeah, not we only better as a not team, get our asses brand. Burned <laughs> in Costa Rica. By Because oh I'm telling gosh. you, I'm not taking that match for granted. Ooh. You cannot. You cannot. Uh, ooh, man! Didn't they make it a year or two ago to like the semifinal? Yeah, they they've performed well in that tournament, and yeah. they just won the Costa Rica, yeah. the Costa Rican league. They're, they're champions. They're right the now. champions. So very neat. And they're and they're also not coming in off of a preseason. They they're they're playing matches right now, yeah. so they're they're coming in. They're ready to roll. Yeah. Ready, like absolutely ready to roll. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, another thing, uh, we had a lot of transfer rumors going on about um, Tito Vialba and 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 Franco Escobar right. and and a possibility of us just losing. Yeah, because first wasn't it a rumor about Boca for Escobar a few weeks before it was even LGP? I, I believe so. Yeah. And, and, and then, then obviously Tito is Club America. Club America came and was interested apparently in. They were looking at. We know they were looking at everybody. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if they were playing games like <laughs> you know to get the guy that they ultimately wanted. We know Possibly. that you know Kaku and all this other stuff was going on. So uh, yeah, I, I'm curious how much that was. But it's just w- testing the waters. You know, it, for an Atlanta United short history, they, there obviously there's never been a trans a January transfer transfer window like the one that we the club just the club and the supporters. I don't just ever remember anybody caring about the January transfer window, no. especially in MLS, and it was considered 
quiet. Right. And I mean, what every other phrase on the Sky Sports was, this is the quietest January. Yeah, so it, it, that it was, meant, just meant more Miguel Almiron to right. fill that void and more MLS. To, yeah. to just to have to talk about it again and again. Yeah. again it's the once only they thing that's finally, happening. Once they finally get his name right. It was right. the only thing that's happening. So, yeah, this is that's that added to it because that means it was coming out of their mouth more than if there were like 20 other transfers going on. And yeah. for if you ask the front office, they'll say that that's that's what we expect. And, and I think supporters should expect the same thing. If your club is being talked about, if your players are being talked about, if they're being targeted, if, uh, and even if nothing materializes, um, it's it means that you've chosen you you have talent you've chosen the right players uh you're going to have to eventually though commit to them and make decisions that the fans may not like or the player himself may be you know you know deemed surplus at some point yeah so i think that's just a a reality that that will this club and even just mls in general will, will become accustomed to where the transfer windows there's a lot more activity uh, as more talent comes into this league, talent that thinks that they can come here and then progress to Europe, uh, we'll start to see that more often. And no, we're not shopping around Escobar just because he accidentally kit revealed. <laughs> not a his thing. girlfriend. His girlfriend. His, his girlfriend. I'll give him credit. Yeah. It was not it was, his it was Instagram. Not it, no. So uh, no. yeah, poor poor guy. And uh, I can tell you, I'm not going to tell you how I know. But there was uh, some people were alluding to the fact that this is a vast conspiracy. It's not really the jersey. It was, you know, something's going on. No, that was. That's that's the I can tell you for a fact <laughs> that that was the real the jersey. jersey yeah. So, uh, but that's not the kit launch. We have so much fun, anyways. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. We had. We it's didn't, more of a we didn't party. Have a, we didn't have a player wearing it last time, but we We're did have some design <laughs> leaks that we had an idea of what it would look like. And I, it's, um, I think it's the same. Par for the course. I think it's the same thing with the King Peach. Like when I remember looking at the design last year, I was like. I don't really know if I like this. I don't but even then remember the it. leak now because I just remember the unveiling and how cool it was. Oh, the Kevin re- Egan and yeah. the, come the tunnel and all Dude, that the, stuff. I'm, I'm, I promise you the unveiling is also going to be... I know people who are working on the unveiling yeah. kit launch party and they're like, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, I you mean, know, if, they're pay- if they're paying Roger Bennett money, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's not cheap. So no, he's, uh, the, this, they want this to be a national thing. They know that... Atlanta United fans exist in Vancouver and Montreal. And right. I mean, th- it's the this, brand. This is this is they, about the brand. You know, they want to become global. They want to become the Manchester United of MLS in terms of global marketing. And, right. And um, it's just a shame we don't get the TV rights money to go with that stuff. Eventually, but, yeah. eventually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A few, but, a few many years. So I'm excited. I was kind of hoping Kevin Egan was hosting again because because I love Kevin. But um, oh, we always love. Kevin. We'll still have fun. We'll be there. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's Kevin. it's uh, February. 15th. I got my tickets. You got your tickets. Yeah, I got Jessica's my tickets. Got her tickets. Yeah. And then of course. Felipe is pressed, so it's whatever. He may may or not be there, <laughs> officially or unofficially. Um, but it's at 7 p.m., so, I mean, hit us up on Twitter. Tell us uh, where you're going to be. I, we should all probably just meet up and hang 17th? out. Was that the 17th? It's No, it's the 15th. 15th, sorry. The fi- What's it's, the 17th? It's uh, Friday the 15th. I think there's an EMLS thing on the 17th. It's the day after Valentine's Day. So all EMLS. of you <laughs> single people yeah. who are going to be not have anything to do on Thursday can just come and hang out with me on Friday because I'll feel your pain. Anywho. I thought you were having fun in single life. It was like single life is fun in certain spots of my life and others not so great. Okay. Um, it's, I mean, come on. We'll I'm leave a, that for the other after, yeah, after show after, podcast. After dark. Um, um, <laughs> speaking of other things going on right now, uh, preseason games. Um, there's actually a, uh, one tomorrow that... When we talked about all of the preseason games that were going on, we always thought that it was going to be sort of closed-door games. But they announced, uh, I think, yesterday or the day prior that they're going to actually air the uh, the game against Club uh, Tijuana. Yeah, right. I think it comes down to, like, if the teams, they probably talk about it. And Tijuana was like, yeah, that's fine, and whatever. Um, whereas last time we were relying on Seattle's dedicated uh, old-school uh, tweet account that yeah. tweets out, Play by plays, um, although I still don't understand how they confused Breck Shea for that that third goal. Like when he said, "Oh, yeah. Breck oh, Shea got it." No, Shea, wait, no, um, no like Breck six, like six foot six. Yeah. How do you not know? Anyway, it was Dion Pereira. And it they, was raining, yeah. and, and I think there was raindrops in the press box or something. But I either way, that was that was cool that they posted videos at least of some yeah. of the goals and some of the um, techers afterwards. Right. It was so, it was funny. So I was um, I worked the Super Bowl. 
And so I was in the middle of prep for that. And um, my, our friend Annabelle mm-hmm. was like just hanging out on Twitter and like kept sending me updates. And I felt like my phone kept going off constantly because he's like, oh, it's it's one zero. Oh, it's three zero. <laughs> And now it's four zero. Like you know, there's a Twitter account for that. I could check that. The <laughs> well, no, I was like, please keep sending me updates, oh. but I didn't think it would end up being seven one. Oh, I, see I, what I you're thought saying. it'd be like some updates, yeah. but like my my you're, back pocket get, just kept going on. Get a little more notifications than you expected. Yeah. Um. And and I don't even know. Did they even fly out their first team down there? Seattle. Yeah. I don't think we know. I mean, obviously they it's pretty much all their second team played a lot. Of, but I mean, Rui Diaz team. played. I, yeah. I think it was kind of like a combination yeah. of, of you know first teamers yeah. and some of the but a more traditional guys. preseason. I felt like we were doing yeah. something completely different. Like we were in a totally different wavelength. We got CCL in three weeks. Yeah, it is yeah. The, two different priorities. Teams yeah. in different moments of preseason. Exactly. I, I think this match with uh, Club Tijuana is will be a little bit different. I mean, yeah. first of all, you know, Tijuana needs to, to to improve their their performances as well. They have Oscar Pareja. He's a coach that's looking yeah, for, start off so for some momentum. Yeah, he did not start off the way he wanted yeah. in, in League MX. Uh, so I think they also see this as an opportunity to, you know. Have you know, it be a match match. A, 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 a good match, exactly, yeah. against a championship winning team. A, a team, you know, Atlanta United that should field a strong lineup. I think they have guys that are kind of nicked right well, now. But Knocking on wood, no injuries in this one. Yeah, Could but I think this, uh, this should be a better test and a better yeah. overall, you know, you should be able to assess where the team is a little bit better after this one. So that's right. on uh, at 3 p.m. on yeah. uh, the 6th. So uh, tomorrow. today. Well, today, if, if you're, you're listening. listening. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You can find it, it on uh, Atlanta United's uh, YouTube account, their Twitter account, Yeah, they do Facebook it on all their account, platforms, yeah. All of the platforms that will be streaming. And then, uh, obviously, on the 10th, uh, this weekend, uh, we play LAFC at the Bank of California. That is also, as far as I know, going to be a closed-door game. We'll see. We and may change then, your mind. Uh, then we play uh, right before Valentine's Day on uh, Wednesday. It would be against LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy without Jermaine Jones just isn't going to be the same. I mean, who's going who's gonna to studs up one of our guys and get a red card in the Ebra, fifth minute? Ebro can still do that. <laughs> yeah, they can still do that. He's more than capable of something like <laughs> that. Yeah, he might pull a, like a Zidane and just hud, headbutt somebody or slap yeah. him. <laughs> oh my god! Just <laughs> Find me. So, so uh, the other upcoming matches are going to be obviously us playing Herediano. Uh, um, what is your thought on that team? I mean, we obviously spoke about it briefly, but where do you see us lining up against them in going down to Costa Rica and playing them uh, in their house, and then them coming and playing here on the twenty eighth? So. I mean, frankly, I still need to scout that team. Um, I think what I do know is that we, we talked about it off the air, you know, that they are the reigning. It's a fun scouting trip. Yeah, it would be great, right? <laughs> um, I think you should go there in person. I, I probably Call should. Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stay with Paul's family in Costa Rica. That'd be fun. Um, but no, like, you know, the, obviously they are the reigning Costa Rica League champions. Um, I think if you look back at the last U.S. men's national team uh, match against Costa Rica, uh, they had, I think, four players called up to that to that game. So obviously Costa Rica, you know, they didn't invite you know call up a lot of their European based players, but they called up their you know there's a strong domestic side, and they had four guys from Herediano on that team. So uh, there is quality there. There is international quality on that team. Um, I think the venue we've heard a lot about. It's a small venue. It's going to be a different environment for for Atlanta United, but nothing that a lot of these players haven't seen before, you know, in, in, in the leagues that they're coming from. And you know, I think, you know, preseason to me, let's start there first before we talk about CONCACAF. Like Atlanta United is at, is at the point now, even in year three, that they're, they're a very good team. You know, they, they, they've been playing together now for, three seasons and that doesn't sound like a lot but in MLS it is you know there there hasn't been a lot of turnover in this club in this club yet um they had a big one with Miguel leaving but they replaced him with PT so this team is becoming much more comfortable you know playing each other they there isn't been a big systematic change as far as like tactics go with DeBoer there's probably just like different nuances and defense and different nuances in possession and pressing but overall they're not reinventing anything so I expect them to get to Costa Rica and play very well because that's the kind of club that they are. That's the, the kind of talent that they have. Uh, it, it just comes down to how do they handle moments in matches that don't go their way? Because it doesn't matter how good you are, 
you take an early goal and, and you know Atlanta United has, has has shown that they can do that they can concede quickly and it's a cold start to have to fly to Costa yeah. Rica for your first professional game right. yes after all this time off yeah. correct and I think that's that's where we'll we'll truly know what is this team how does this team act under Frank DeBoer because you know they had tough moments with 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 Tata and they were able to come out of those and and and, and turn it around and win win big games after kind of falling flat you know what does that look like under Frank DeBoer if they have a poor performance in Costa Rica or, or a poor first half can they do they believe in this coach can he motivate them to win i think i don't think there's a doubt but you know those are things that we'll have to wait and see and it's just going to have to rain because <laughs> uh, even with our trending scrimmage it rained we won uh, we still yet to lose a match when in the it rain rains. so yeah. just a little drizzle and, is and that a Mike Conti tre- like treasure chest? I feel like that it could be. I mean, it's very it would be it would fit in his treasure chest. We very should neatly. we should definitely ask yeah. and contact and make sure that, that that's a that's it's a, legit. That's a gem. It's legit. That is a gem. Yeah, I'm so, back. I know you're pulling <laughs> stuff. Oh my gosh. So anybody wants to go do a rain dance before the 21st, by all means. Yeah. Have at it. Oh man. But yeah. That, that listen. I'm like the nerd that keeps talking about soccer. Let's talk. Let's talk about soccer again, guys. No. <laughs> But yes, this this is where we start to see, you know, the, the the true evolution of this club. Can they handle an international competition? Can they go to these you know, big time Central American soccer countries and and play and perform and, will and pop, handle will, the, the quote unquote adversity that we love to talk will, about? Will Papa's hair sports. become a distraction? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Breck Shea's hair become a distraction. Let's be honest. I mean, I think he's toned it down quite a bit. Uh, right? He's, he's just gone to the man buns. Yeah, right? man he's buns. just he's chilled out a little bit last few years. So well, I'm looking maybe he's, forward maybe to he's hanging around all those Canadians. So. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about the hair. Looking forward to. I'm talking about you know yeah. obviously looking forward to us going to Costa. And by Rica the way, Breck Shea will be. Um, he reached out. Uh, Devin uh, from Atlanta Fan TV will be getting a tattoo with Breck Shea. Yes. Uh, sometime during the interlull or thereabouts or who knows how that all stuff works. You know, it's very difficult player scheduling and we don't know oh, what team approvals we, and what that stuff. You mean we all don't go and just get tats? Uh, I mean, you I can if you like want. I thought it was like an open invite. If I go to a tattoo parlor, I typically walk out with a tattoo of some kind. So, like, I don't want to steal Devin's thunder, though. So, uh, uh, so for, for that purpose, Which, I think by the way, we'll let them do their Good on everybody thing. that, like, uh, kept that up with the tats with Bre- Breck thing. Yes. I mean... Hashtags. Got through. They work. Hashtags. They work. They work. Very cool. Uh, so cool, cool thing here. We are actually at seventy-three iTunes reviews. Holy cow! Yes, seventy-three right? reviews. Seventy-three and sixty-six over them. More five stars. <laughs> How did I miss the sixty-ninth review? I, sh- I swear I would have nice. caught that. I must have missed that while I was on break. So. Nice. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so um, we've sort of talked about it before, but once we get to the 100th review, we'll do some sort of like a giveaway. Yes, or, we will do yeah. a giveaway. And then um, we only have one new review since uh, the last pod that me and Jess did. We'll take it. Um, I'll take it. So do you want to, since I've done a lot of them recently. It says, okay, it's, uh, it says ATL from uh, FenderX, double X, on <laughs> uh, January 30th. Huge ATL UTD fan, and I just discovered this podcast via the Twitterverse. Love the energy and passion that gets me pumped for the 2019 season. Keep up the great work, soccer fam, soccer ball, fire emoji, fire emoji. Boom. It's Boom. lit. Boom. It is lit. Thanks for the review, Fenderics, and uh, thanks yes. for following us on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram and all the fun stuff, uh, yeah. too. So follow us a, everywhere. Yeah, we've got a bunch of big stuff coming up. Yeah, so uh, we can't get into it too much. Uh, we'll reveal some more maybe next week. But uh, things are happening. You may have listened to the Home uh, Before Dark uh, podcast. Uh, if you haven't, go check it out. It's pretty cool. Yes. Because uh, Larry Luke and uh, Chris from Iron Tooth have joined forces yes. uh, with a podcast that will be hosted on the Home Before Network uh, called uh, Solids and Stripes. Yeah, I'm and so glad because I would always get messages from, from yeah. Iron Tooth about Fol- design stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, you should definitely talk about this with other Fo- people. Two designers uh, in different uh, realms. Um, and you may remember Larry was a guest. He uh, gave Kelly and I, a, a wonderful and Fran, yeah. uh, one of his peach design uh, uh, photos. Uh, yeah, which not are photo, which painting. Is, yeah, kind it's going to be print. put up here Eventually in Eventually it'll Hudson. be up here. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a copy up there on, on uh, above our booth. And yeah, so check it out. Uh, but also, if you did listen, uh, what they also talk about is the fact that we are leaving the home before dark nest. 
So yeah. we are graduating, uh, transferring credits. Uh, so whatever you want to call it, we paid a transfer it. fee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a very it was a January it was a, it was a very difficult January transfer window. Yes. Uh, we got it in right in crunch time. So, yeah. they, so you guys were there discovery signing? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, that's we right. Discovery signing. We were. We were. Uh, everything I learned about podcasting came from Tim and Kevin and learning how to uh, what equipment to buy. Everything. Everything I have uh, to get off the ground was because of them. And nothing will change. We will still see them at the tailgates. We will still cross over. We will still have Play them over. Play soccer with them all the we'll, time. Uh, Kelly plays uh, pick up all the time with Kevin and kicks his butt. And uh, yeah, Actually, so nothing really changes there. We just, uh, we, we, we host our own podcast now. Nothing should change on your end. Uh, you shouldn't see any um, issues. You should still be able to subscribe. And in uh, fact, we're going to be on even more networks like mm-hmm. Breaker and some other uh, oddball ones that maybe not everybody's on, but some people are. We want to just get into your ears. Yeah. And uh, and then we we're gonna start doing some more stuff with digital. So um, you may have noticed I've ha- I've uh, kind of gotten the taste for yeah may have noticed videography and small uh, videos. And so uh, we'll be doing more. Nothing of that stuff. big. Nothing that like was posted in the Guardian or anything. <laughs> not a big the, deal. It's not the Guardian. It was the Newcastle Express, which I think is a tiny paper. No, it was great. But um, one of those were like every other sentence is an ad. <laughs> but we'll take it. Uh, we'll take it. I uh, love the fact that it got that much exposure. I think there was like, last I looked a couple of days ago, it was like 28,000 views. That's awesome. Or something like that. That's so incredible. that is our Congrats, most man. successful video. And uh, I was sitting on that one for like a month, guys. I was really anxious to get that one out. <laughs> can uh, I just, can I reveal that I saw uh, I, 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 a screening, really? Like you showed me the screening before. Yes, and, and I gave you a sneak preview. Yeah, of I got one a of the sneak drafts. preview. Yeah. And I was very impressed. Yeah. And it was just a matter of time before <laughs> we needed, we needed that sale to go through in order <laughs> to see, oh, man. That see the video. 40 hours out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anytime they talked about loans. I would have been calling Paraguay and radio stations and right. bitching about that. I Any, like, anytime I anyone. United really screwed me on this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anytime everyone brought up a bar alone jay was just like no no way it's not gonna happen oh man so uh so yeah and then uh if you follow instagram now if you look at our profile there's a little igtv icon where you would also see our uh sort of pinned uh stories and you can just click on that and whenever we publish videos you could if you're an instagram nut and you don't like to leave that world then you just click there and i have um will always have all of our videos uh, for the most part, uh, in uh, that format. So you don't have to turn your screen, because apparently that's a big deal. Uh, Lane United, by the way, makes you turn your screen when you watch Instagram, I, their IGTV stuff. I do not. Because I keep it that you should nice have and to small. turn your screen. And, like uh, yeah. That's the proper video <laughs> format, coming from somebody that's done film. I agree. Life. I agree. But this no. is the world we live in. Right. I'm, I'm adapting. And uh, we are adapting for you, so you can get the content, yeah. and it's more accessible in different ways. So oh my gosh. enjoy that. Uh, so really quickly want to thank our sponsors. We got Dave W. Photography for images for the caption of the shit, which will obviously be starting up. Can't once wait the, to start ramping that stuff up. <laughs> once the games start going yeah. and he gets on the gets on the pitch again. But uh, he is a photographer for the Atlanta Silverbacks, uh, or has been a photographer for the Atlanta Silverbacks for the past two seasons, as well as doing his time as a photographer. They're not the Silverbacks anymore. Sorry. No, they're not. They're, 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 they're uh, Atlanta SC. FC. S. S. C. S. Yes. S. Yes. As in soccer. Sam, Sam, yeah. Sam soccer, soccer club, soccer club. Yeah, uh, and he also donates his time for as a photographer for soccer in the streets. Uh, check out Dave and for his portfolio and let him. Hit we need to get the scoop on that, by the way. I need to contact Jordan, who is uh, the communications guy at the time for the Silverbacks. Yeah, and find out if A is still with them and B, like, what's their story? Do they want to get out and share anything? So we right. maybe we'll have uh, maybe we'll have him on, yeah, we and we do can that. get the lowdown outside of the couple tweets we've seen from their account uh, it's been yeah. very quiet so um but you can find dave at dave w Photog- uh dave com. i'm having a day yeah mock the agency uh and you'll see some of the new designs that we have coming out soon they're so nice um is uh yeah i mean he's your creative advertising and graphic design guy he's got a digital studio on 14th street so if you need any branding packaging graphic design or website work they're the shop for you creativity is their specialty at mock yes. and guys don't forget uh go check out our uh big sponsor atlanta beer bus uh atlanta beer bus.com atl beer bus on the social medias and use code unrel yeah promo code unrel and you can get 20 percent off uh friday saturday or sunday basically five dollars off and it's almost like i mean it's practically half off on fridays because they yeah. have a discount already yeah uh that that's uh for Go sort of happy hour beers. fridays uh so while that's still taking place take advantage of that 
and plug that in, Unrel, U-N-R-E-L, and get your 20% off Heck AtlantaBeerBus.com. Yes. And then, uh, Felipe, where can they find you? What can they? How can they search you? How can they read your articles? What can they do? Well, obviously, follow me on Twitter, at Felipe Carr, that's C-A-R, and then just heads up on when I tweet my articles and follow the athletic soccer as well. Go subscribe. It's worth every penny. Oh, my gosh. So uh, worth every penny. I would greatly you know yes suggest that only because you know we the guys at the athletic the writers the journalists that we we love to do what we do you know like it's we do it for the fans we do it for for the sport for 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 just quality journalism we're, we're out there we're working um and and i'm one of those guys that like i i, I read every comment um i i want to interact with with the fans out there so um yeah follow me on twitter and look out for my articles i want to say one more thing guys yes. i would love to just send a shout out to our friend Dale Grove, um, co-host yes, of yes, the please, Total yes, Soccer absolutely. Show. Um, good guy. Uh, he's about to kick cancer's ass, and we're going to be there supporting him. Hell yeah. Um, so, Daryl, if you're listening, stay strong. Stay strong, brother. If you listen to Total Soccer Show, uh, check out. They have uh, some tweets out there where you can uh, go and donate. To um, the GoFundMe Because, page, guys, if you... Uh, work a job where there's no health insurance or you're self-employed you understand how difficult it is and and how it doesn't really cover big things like cancer or you know having surgeries so yeah. uh that's something that's very important and um you know it can you could rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars very quickly so yes uh every penny counts and if you don't have any money you retweet so go go check them out at Amen. total soccer show and uh give them some love thank you dave yeah. Uh, you can find Jay. Where can they find you? I'm at jay underscore riddle on Twitter. Uh, that's the, the main important thing. Uh, you can find your way to my other stuff from there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, videos and such on the Unrelegated channel. So yeah, yeah. And you can find me at the Kelly Francis on all the social media platforms. You can find both of us uh, at Unrel ATL. Uh, on the social platforms as well as far as uh, videos and things like that I suggest YouTube because that's going to be the best image quality but you can find all of our videos on Facebook Twitter uh, Instagram Facebook Twitter Instagram Facebook Twitter Instagram okay yeah I mean <laughs> uh, are there any other social media platforms we're supposed uh, to be on <laughs> Snapchat Snapchat we're not on Snapchat thank god no. I'm on Snapchat on. I can't, you are but I can't keep up with that it's, no, it's just it's one more thing I can't do either yeah I rely on Atlanta and Fan TV to tell me what's happening on the Snapchat is Snapchats. Tumblr still a <laughs> thing and Kelly to tell me what's happening on Instagram <laughs> Tumblr yes, live journal yeah. go to my live journal guys on my MySpace uh, yes at the geocities.com on my Zanga do yeah. you guys remember Zanga yeah I never did the Zanga I never did it I, didn't I only know about did it. it. I like did MySpace. I, I it was cool to like have like a, a little soundtrack for yeah. your profile. That I was, actually that was really fun. liked that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's got a SoundCloud. <laughs> no. Hey, Check out my SoundCloud, bro. <laughs> no. Oh, no. No. No SoundCloud. Well, that's gonna be it for us today. Thank you for joining us. Come this and is, join us Monday. Yeah. Come join us, Hudson FC. Uh, we're gonna be here. The game starts at 3 p.m. We'll be here before we'll that. We'll be here before that. But yeah. um, come join us. Come have a, a midday beer, champagne, spritzer. With us, and let's watch Miggy uh, hopefully get some minutes at Newcastle. That's right. Keep him above the line. Yeah. All right, guys. Atlanta is familiar. Take it easy. Peace.